It is Monday, May 1st, and welcome to episode 214 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm Jamil Jaffer, NSI founder and executive director, and joining me are Morgan Vina, NSI senior fellow and former chief of staff to the UN ambassador, and Les Munson, NSI senior fellow and the staff director of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. So what's the story? Today, we're back talking about Sudan once again. Over 10,000 American citizens and green card holders, many of them dual U.S. and Sudanese nationals, are currently stuck in the middle of the nation's growing civil war with limited routes for escape. Not only has the U.S. government shuttered its embassy, removing nearly 100 American personnel, it's also sought to help get some Americans out and has gotten about 1,000 out by the government's own estimate in recent days. The problem, of course, is there are 16,000 Americans in Sudan. The U.S. government's only in touch about with about 5,000. And for the last 10 days since we shuttered the embassy, we've essentially told Americans they're on their own. Security reasons have prevented us from getting them out. And there's a real challenge. The Biden administration has been coming under withering criticism for not doing its basic job, protecting its own citizens wherever they are. And so over the last couple of days, they've organized a couple of convoys heading from the capital, Khartoum, out to Port Sudan, a port on the Red Sea, with the hopes that those Americans, other nationals also might get out on ships headed over to the Saudi port of Jeddah. The challenge, of course, with the Biden administration's position that they can't get more Americans out is that other countries have. The United Kingdom, by its own estimates, has conducted about 24 uh, rescue flights, 23 to 24 rescue flights, gotten over 2,500 approximately British citizens out. The U.N. has gotten a significant portion of its personnel out of the country as well. So the American government, while it says there are security issues and it can't do the job it needs to do, is faced with other countries who have done that very job. So, Morgan, what should the government be doing here? Is there more they could have done? Oh, by the way, I should note that the, that the Biden administration not only said the security issues, they blamed it on the Americans in Sudan who say, like in Afghanistan, they don't really want to leave. These dual nationals, they really just want to stay in the country of course, all, all, you know, all evidence to the contrary, since there are a lot of Americans who clearly want to get out. Morgan, what do you think? Yeah, it blows my mind that the administration can't seem to get these evacuations right. You'd think after Afghanistan, there would be some lessons learned that could be applied to future evacuations. You know, the administration, quite frankly, is showing little muscle here. Uh, these ceasefires that the administration is attempting to broker are, are not holding, and it's, it's not a good look. A, we can't get our people out, and, and B, our diplomatic capabilities are, are somewhat limited here. You know, the United States does have leverage over Sudan and is close partners with a lot of countries that do have sway in the country, and we should actually use that. Um, I would note that relatedly um, and specific to the State Department, you know, there are there are major diplomatic there's a major diplomatic security component to this. You know, our people, diplomatic personnel in particular, uh, foreign assistance personnel, they take major risks when going into these conflict prone environments. You know, shouldn't our contingency planning be better when things go south? You know, whatever bureaucratic BS that's going down between the White House, DOD, and State Department really needs to get sorted out quicker. So let's, what do you think? Uh, Morgan says it's bureaucratic BS. They're, they're, they're really dropping the ball here. Is Morgan right? Is there something else the administration could have done, should have done? What are the lessons learned we might take away from this uh, for evacuations going forward? Well, Jamil, as you pointed out, this is, uh, this is a weird deja vu from what we saw in Afghanistan, where we left thousands of people behind. 
Uh, it appears that this is happening again in Sudan. And let's let's withhold judgment at least a little bit because we're not exactly sure what the pra practical ramifications of this are going to be. Are, will everyone get out? Are we going to? Th I think I saw a story about an American doctor who lost his life. Would that have been a different scenario if we had a better evacuation plan? I don't know, and I, and I don't want to judge too harshly here. But but I, I think this is a failure at the very top. You know, this administration came in saying they'd be the adults in the room. They would return competent men of foreign policy right. to the American government. That has not happened. And as, as we talked about on the, the intelligence leak from a month or two ago, there, there won't be any consequences for senior officials for this failure. We won't see anyone fired. And I think that's the real issue here. There is not accountability at the very top. This administration came in. There's, there's two deputy secretary of state positions in this administration, one for political affairs and one for basically management affairs. Now you can, we can talk about where the boxes are and stuff like that, but basically normally there's only one deputy. This administration chose to have two, much like the Obama administration. Where are those folks? Where where are the senior managers of the State Department on this issue right now? They should be held to account. Congress should hold them to account. So there's like it, it can't just be the administration. The co Congress has to also kind of step in here and force the administration to do the right thing. That may mean firing a senior person for this failure. Well, I mean, to be fair, Les, right? I mean, Rich Verma, the new Undersecretary of State for Management, just got there a hot minute ago, right? So you can't really drop the blame on his lap. But Secretary Blinken has been there the whole time. Jake Sullivan's been there the whole time. The President of the United States, who seems to, you know, continue to believe, you know, it's somebody, it's always somebody else's fault. It's never the White House's responsibility. It's never the State Department's responsibility. This time, it's the dual U.S. Sudanese nationals. It almost seems like this administration thinks that if you're a dual national, you're not really an American. Of course, that's not the rule. We get all Americans out, regardless of where else they might have citizenship. If they're American citizens or American nationals, they get out, right, Morgan? Yeah, no, I think, honestly, the believe it or not, and I am not one to, uh, I'm not a major admirer of the mainstream media, but I, I think the media has actually been pretty critical of the administration here and holding their feet to the fire. Um, I mean, there's not a day go, goes by that CNN and NPR don't actually uh, talk about the fact that we are not getting Americans right. out of Sudan on uh, at a clip that we need to be doing so. Um, you know, Americans living and serving overseas should have the confidence that their government has their back. And the fact that our government has reacted so, so slowly and frankly, with some reluctancy, only after being lambasted in the media really just echoes another botched Biden administration withdrawal. Totally. I mean, let's, you, get, you get the last word here, but I mean, this is pretty, I mean, it's pretty outrageous. Right? I mean, on a day when I agree with Ed Markey and Elizabeth Warren, like the world is coming to a crashing halt. I mean, Les, you get the last word. Hop in. It is It is a very shocking confluence of uh, voices on this issue, Jamil, for sure. You and Elizabeth Warren, my goodness. Uh, I think, I think let's make one other quick point here. A lot of these Americans who are in Sudan are actually there helping carrying out, uh, helping to carry out U.S. government business. These are aid contractors, uh, diplomatic and other security type contractors. These are folks who are, who are actually associated with our government, just like in Afghanistan, right. where it was the people who were working with us that we left behind. That's what's happening in Sudan again. What kind of, aside from the message it sends to Americans and dual nationals, that kind of thing, what, is, what message does it send to people who work for the U.S. government? Hey, we'll leave you behind. We don't care. We're going to shut down this operation. Good luck getting out. Maybe the you can hop on a French convoy or something. It's, this is really terrible. It, it's a great, that's a great point. All right. Well, folks, that's a wrap. Thanks to Brooke Ogcon and Rachel Domino from NSI and Claude Jennings for their help producing today's episode. Join us again on Wednesday for another episode of Fault Lines, the podcast that gets you smart, fast, 
on the national security debates shaking up America. If you didn't know, Fault Lines is not only available on your favorite podcasting platform, but also up on YouTube. So if you want to see Morgan and Les and my smiling faces, check us out on the NSI page on YouTube. And if you like what you heard, as always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so other people can find our podcasts. <laughs>